Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, um, one of the hardest working guys in the Bay Area local music scene. You might know him from Solo Gigs, from Swoon, from Sabretooth Unicorn, from Mama Foxy and the Whiskey Gypsy Rebels. He plays all the time. So uh, it's my pleasure to introduce to you the one and only Joey Nunez. Joey Nunez, right? Hello. Nunez? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Nunez. Nunez. Yeah. So, how was your New Year's? We'll get my, back into that. <laughs> yeah, my, my New Year's was wonderful. I had a, uh, we had a, a gig scheduled that got canceled, uh, which was a, like a bummer. That's always a bummer, but then you kind of feel free a little yeah, bit, too. Like, yeah, oh. yeah. We were doing a thing out at a golf course in Santa Rosa, and so it was like hotel rooms and logistics and you know that would have been real nice which group was that with uh it was me and steph and then just you know family friends yeah yeah yeah. we were gonna have ben on trumpet and gary on guitar and shane on bass basically sabertooth unicorn (laughs) but with uh on on vocals yeah nice dude it'd be fun but yeah we just did a thing with some friends that's a little that's cool too i mean like it's definitely nice to have your plans all of a sudden everything opens up and just parts like the red sea and you got nothing yeah yeah especially a busy guy like you you might you might be the busiest guy around here around uh, these parts I just try to keep busy <laughs> yeah how many gigs did you play last year uh i you know I, I meant to catalog them all that was my <laughs> resolution last year was to like keep track of all of them. and i kind of like i mean i have they're, you know they're all written down somewhere but i i kind of lost track but if you count the open mic, it's over a hundred. Yeah, that's intense, is, man. That's yeah, weird. yeah. We did like fifty, and we were pumped about it. Yeah, yeah. Let's you know, let's spread it out between all the projects. It's you know. And how many, you're a part of three or four projects, right? Uh, so, well, dep- it depends on <laughs> what qualifies as a project, like. You know, me and Steph have our thing. It's that's kind of like the make money project. Like, yeah, play some. Uh, tap rooms and, yeah. and get the, you know, get the that, money kind yeah, of type of gigs. We've, we've done every, you know, we've, we do like some residencies here and there and that's where we do, yeah, the, like, you know, Rocco's and the Vine and, you know, just one-offs here and there and then the open mic and we have a couple of like uh, house parties that we do like every year. Nice. We've made some friend, family friends, yeah. you know, that have us back every year and um, yeah. So I have that and then Swoon obviously is the, like the main thing that's what you you've been with swoon for a long time yeah i, rem- I remember playing like as a two-piece with emily and you guys were yeah yeah just firing on all cylinders basically yeah we kind of had the, like so when i met steph i was uh i had flyhead going and that was my first band and we were active from like 2005 to 2012 uh, 13 and we did some like yeah you know, reunion shows or one-offs. Um, but anyway, I met Steph. We um, we used to do this thing called Jam of the Week where uh, every Sunday we'd get together and everybody would bring a song and then we'd all take turns playing the song. Like an then, original song or no, just no, like just whatever? Whatever, song. yeah, yeah. yeah. You just like bring a song, whatever you've been jamming out to that week and then we would listen to them all and then we would like rate them and then average out all the scores and then crown the Jam of the Week. 
And nice. so that we, it was like on our fridge, we had 52 consecutive weeks of Jam of the Week, and then we took all the scores and came up with the Jam of the Year. Dude, whatever happened to the Jam of the Week? I don't I don't know. I did definitely <laughs> talked about die? bringing it back. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it was hard to it, keep I'd it going. Something like that. It yeah, it was fun. a lot of fun. And uh, somebody's got the sheet somewhere with all the... With all the winners. Like, Give me the beat, boy. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, no, it was fun because, you know, sometimes people would come in and troll with something silly, but sometimes, you know, you, you learn a lot of new music that way, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, um, Julian, uh, my buddy Julian was living with us at the time. He was the original uh, acoustic guitar player with Swoon. So he had been, he knew Stephanie and they'd been playing together and he brought her to Jam of the Week one week. And then that's how we met and then, you know, just became friends. And yeah decided to start the band so um yeah swoon had like so you and stephanie started swoon the two of you or no, you he, said the julia acoustic, yeah julian yeah. And, and steph started it and uh i was like i was originally playing electric um oh, with them okay. and i was just kind of like helping out at the time i was like i'm busy i'm already in a band yeah i can't commit to two you're on fly hat at this yeah, point. yeah yeah um <laughs> oh joey oh young sweet joey I can't, com- <laughs> I can't commit to two, man. Yeah, That'd be crazy. Yeah. So I was just like helping out to get them started, you know, but then I, I stayed in and we found the rest of the guys off of Craigslist. And um, Really? Yeah. Off of Craigslist? Yeah, we found uh, Scotty, who's still our bass player, you know. Yeah, uh, he's a, dude, he's a stud. Yeah, well, he was 19 when he came to, <laughs> to practice. And at the time we were at um, Todd, our first drummer, we were at his studio out in Oakland and it, it was like, you know, not in the nicest area. No, and never like, even when never we were is. going there, we were like, are we going to, we met him on Craigslist too. We were like, are we going to get murdered? <laughs> you know, <laughs> dude. Um, so yeah, that was, that was how we met Todd uh, and Cater. He played uh, cello and mandolin. And that and was, you got to introduce me to this Cater fella. Yeah. Because we are working on some acoustic music and we're going to start recording it pretty soon. And, we have a few songs where I'm like, dude, a cello so would just murder. He on moved this track. away. He's not in Swoon anymore because no. he stu- he studied uh, ultra cold physics, and he you can't be mad at he, that. He got like a grant to go like do weird experiments in a lab somewhere. Like he, he was a genius. He he uh, his family owns the they own a farm out in Bolinas. So when you're going, like if you're going to Smiley's, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's that like fruit stand. Yeah, right. I, it, that's like their. Dude. Fruit stand that like twenty four no hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've meant to stop there a few times, especially you know after a, a Smiley's night, you're feeling a little shook yeah. and you want to get some fruit yeah. <laughs> to yeah. save your soul. Yeah, and you don't have to talk day. to anybody. You can yeah. just you know weigh it out and leave your money. Uh, yeah, no, we used to go do Smiley's uh, quarterly when he was in the band because that was like you know half, half that town is related and it all just come yeah. come correct, you know. Dude, it's a weird gig now. They have like that, um, that like sound monitor, like the decibel levels right in front of you, and they're like literally on the wall in front of the band, and they're like, if you go above, you know, X, Y, Z on this, you got to turn down. And then like, so naturally we're just sitting here watching this decibel thing the entire show. Yeah. And like Alante's playing like as quiet as he can with hot rods, and it's still like registering above. We're like, yeah, that's I I just don't know. It's like not that big of a room. No, it's a small room, and it's a it's a very like. It's kind of like this room, like it ba- like sound bounces yeah, around quite yeah. a bit. It's not yeah. like uh, we just played Jam Sellers and we like freaking raved about it out in the last podcast. Yeah, yeah, and, like, I heard you guys. It's an about awesome that place. room. Yeah. It's like very small, but for some reason, like the sound doesn't you know bounce around. Yeah, or it's anything crazy. It's funny how that works, like with certain rooms and certain bands. And I remember we were at uh, with Mama Foxy. We were at um, 
uh, in Fairfax, not 19 Broadway, but the other one. Uh, I forget what it's called. Um, anyway, we were in Fairfax. Yeah. And we're trying to sound check, and the sound guy was, you know, we're trying to get all the vocals and the violin and everything mixed in, and it was like peeking the monitors, and the guy with the sound guy was like, there's only so much I can do, you know? And I'm like, this is funny because my metal band, you know, doesn't, we don't have that issue. People have a lot of problems with acoustic instruments, I've realized, uh, like plugging in acoustic instruments, because it's really easy for the sound to travel into that little sound hole and yeah. bounce around in there. And next thing you know, you're feeding back because the monitor's pumping yeah, in. Oh, yeah. That happens to Emily all the time. She has the, we're going to get a sound hole cover for mm. the acoustic, but she'll be, you know, right in front of the monitor. Yeah, and, and just get that. Some frequency will get in there and then it'll just, you know, yeah, oh, yeah. triple in there. And yeah. Yeah, I was having, uh, I was mixing uh, Red Tail at Open Mic this last Monday, and that's like uh, accordion, acoustic guitar, banjo, bass, you know, and, yeah. and, and then all these vocals. And, you know, yeah, I, I don't know if you've seen them play, have, but it's like. You know, I feel like I have. Uh, yeah. They're one of those, like when you said that name, I'm like, dude, that sounds really familiar. Yeah, they're you great. Know? They're great, but it's like, you know, it's like folk punk, and, you know, and so I'm like, you know, trying to keep the open mic moving and I got to get them all set up quick, you know, yeah. trying to minimize that. And it's just like a wall of acoustic instruments and microphones. Dude, you should just get one of those, uh, you know, one of those like uh, condenser mics or whatever that uh, I've seen a bunch of like folk uh, country rock and roll bands mm -hmm. like Charlie Crockett does a set like it. Um, the Wood Brothers do a set like that where they throw a mic up in front of like, you know, seven people and then they're all playing. A yeah. And you yeah. just move them back and forth like super old school, That's, like Grand Ole Opry style. Yeah. Yeah. You started saying that. I was picturing, yeah. uh, you know, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Totally. Just coming up on that Same mic. Same thing. Yeah. And you're just like, all right, well, that guitar is loud as fuck. So let's take a step back, yeah. you know, and then yeah. you just do it old school like that and you just have that one mic. It might be, I mean, yeah, it might yeah. be a good solution. Uh, it's definitely worth a shot. You know, I mean, that one of the reasons that I like even do the the open mic is because I'm not a sound guy, and so <laughs> having to having to learn that stuff it gives you more like appreciation for for the sound for guy. The sound guy you know? Yeah, we had a killer sound guy at Jam, and I mean, we the sound guy can really make or break the gig. Yeah, like big time. They have so much power, man. You guys were talking about the the angry, the grumpy. Sound oh man, we just doxed him. <laughs> Did you you met him before? I, I don't I don't think so, but I've met that I've met that guy. You oh, know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. not that particular sound guy. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. when you guys were telling that story, I oh, thought of god. a few. Oh my god! Our uh, we we uh, there was a I I like this gentleman, so I'm not talking shit. But there's uh, the the uh, dude that used to run sound at Toots was uh notoriously difficult dude i remember that guy <laughs> okay so i remember like, that guy everybody's had issues with that dude and like oh, he's one of those guys that i mean like like i'm cool with him you know uh but that it's because of how i responded to you know initially his, you you stood up to the bully a little bit yeah yeah because yeah. but he had that same thing of like you know uh this is like nobody promise. knows what yeah. the hell they're talking about except for him you know yeah. like i know this room and this board and uh, it was we we one of the last flyhead shows we did. It was great because he was there was an issue with the keyboard. There was a buzz or something, and Wheeler, keyboard player, was just like trying to isolate it. And the guy was talking to him like, you know, oh, yeah, you see that that knob on the left? Yeah, that's a volume knob. So you're gonna want to bring that down, dickhead. Right. right? <laughs> so they started, you know, oh, no, he, he was like, he, like he, yeah, and Wheeler's just like, yeah, bro, I know. All right, and and that guy had a big problem with him calling him bro. <laughs> 
Dude, you just told me what my volume knob yeah. was on my instrument. It's yeah. like, don't don't be mad about bro. And yeah. you're sitting here being like, that's a volume knob, well, so, Yeah, they, they, they kept it going back and forth. And then when we were loading out, dude was talking shit. And, and he's like... If that, if that keyboard player comes in here and calls me bro one more time, like just like just railing on him, and then Wheeler is standing there. He doesn't realize that he was in the room, so he's just standing there listening to him. Like if he comes back in here talking shit, and then of course he's like, "I'm right here, bro." <laughs> so they almost got into a about a, a, a fisticuffs. Yeah, I love that it was, though. That's, it feels so bad at the time because like we play music to feel good and to yeah. make other people feel good. And sometimes there's just that one individual who like inserts himself and wants to make it like this weird like, like uh, it's just like a dick measuring contest. Basically, yeah. it's all it comes down to. It's like this guy's like, I've got you know, mine's fucking giant, and you're all gonna fucking respect it. And you're like, dude, no one's coming with that heat. Yeah, like, yeah, it's uh, for you, buddy. You know, we're we're and I, you know what? I've I've seen difficult uh, artists, and just, you know, I mean, I get like. I get where it's coming from. I can understand where a sound guy's had to deal with some bullshit. And so they're like, you know, they're, but I, I would like to give everyone the benefit of the doubt, you know, like well, if you come with the correct attitude, then people will generally return the favor. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Especially if you're the one who has, you know, the home field, so to speak, and it's your home turf and you're welcoming people into your venue as a sound guy, you know, they haven't been there before. They want to feel like they're welcome there. Yeah. And if you're yeah. the guy who immediately is like, get off my fucking lawn, kids. Like, and you're like, dude, what am I even doing? Here? Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, I thought we were like, it, you know, and it's, it's music. Yeah. You know, we're not, uh, I mean, not to take away from like this, you know, the weight of that. Like it's a, you know, it's a valuable thing we're doing, but like, we're just at a bar playing songs, you know, yeah. we're not doing like surgery. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, everybody can not, doesn't need to take themselves so seriously. Yeah. Dude, I totally agree with you. We've had so many people like that. I mean, we're we have all been playing music in radio keys for a long time. Like, yeah, Tom's been playing since he was eighteen. I've been playing. I was playing with Azrael when I was like oh, thirteen. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think we. I think we might have played with Pro- Flyhead one probably. Time. Yeah, we broke up like right when you guys were. Well, no, we broke up in two thousand nine. So. It was like kind of overlapping a little yeah, bit. So it yeah. went from 2005 to 2012 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so we overlapped was, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, playing yeah. The, the old Blake's on Berkeley. Yep. That place was awesome, yeah. man. I loved Blake's. Me too. I, yeah, you guys were talking about Berkeley at the in the last episode, and I was like, yeah, man, that we that used to be... The spot. The spot, yeah. We would do Blake's and the Shattuck Down Low and... and uh, oh, fuck. I forgot about the Shattuck Down yeah. Low. Yeah. Yeah, and all those spots are gone. You know, we 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 did the cornerstone uh, with Arcane a while ago. I mean, we that's heard, a, weird. Not the best things about it. It, it just depends. I oh, mean, no, cornerstone. I'm thinking of a. I think I'm thinking of a different one. Yeah, cornerstone. So, yeah, I heard uh, cornerstone is actually cool. I'm thinking of a different one. Yeah, cornerstone's a. It's like a. It's a, a big room. You know, so like we we got on a good show there, and it's you know it's cool. Um, but I, I don't even really know like comparable to Blake's like There's what's out there. Starry Plow, Plow, yeah. But that there that one's a little tough because it's it's not quite in downtown Berkeley. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, like a yeah. little bit off the beaten path. It's not that bad by yeah, any means. Yeah. But I mean, remember when there was uh, shit the iMusic cast? Yeah, in Oakland, yeah, it was yeah. like right on the border. That yeah. was like my spot, man. I was like my 14, 13 year old self would hop on Bart from Concord and go, you know, we'd park right behind that Chevron and uh, just walk to the iMusic cast from, from Bart. And we yeah. saw, uh, I saw Afro Man there. I saw, <laughs> I saw uh, the KGB there. Uh, I saw so many good bands there. Uh, the Matches. Yeah. Like all these old school 
Bay and Area. That's, that's not around anymore, huh? No, it oh. turned into a, like a tap room or like a winery or something, mm-hmm. which is wild. But, yeah, yeah. But those venues, it seems like those venues are like, I mean, we were just talking about, um, oh, God damn it. What was that one venue? Now it's like where that uh, sporting goods store is in Concord by the CVS, like right oh, now. Oh, Bourbon Park Street? Track. Bourbon yeah. Street. That's, I was trying to remember the name of that yeah. place. That was an awesome That venue, was a really man. good room. Yeah. You know, it's a trip. I was talking to... Uh, I was talking to the False Rhythms uh, gents um, the other day. Yeah. And Great guys, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I love those guys. They're really cool. They've, they've always been really uh, uh, cool to us, and they're really friendly. But So I was talking to them uh, and uh, about how I knew you know, Rob Wheeler, Robbie, their drummer, his mm-hmm. dad. Yeah, yeah. So we were kind of like talking about how... He's in Tahoe Tribe, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And so I met him when he was in Lavish Green, and my when I moved out here... Uh, it was before I knew any of these, anybody, uh, before I even, I didn't even play music. I mean, I like, I picked up the guitar, but I didn't have a band or anything. And I went, uh, when, when was this? What time frame is this? This was around Oh five or Oh four. Yeah. Like, like just, just right before it all started. Cause I, like I moved out here and then, and then we started. Where, fly, where do you move from? Uh, I moved from uh, Marin. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah, my, I love my, the North Bay. Yeah. North Bay's great. My family, uh, lives out in Marin. So I was living out there and. I just I literally moved out here because I was like uh, I was like 23 and I like I have a great relationship with my parents and I was just living at home chilling yeah. like I you know working a blockbuster video or something like that and then I was like <laughs> fucking rest in peace know, dude. yeah yeah oh I saw I saw the the fall of Rome like that I was there when it was going down um, but yeah I just moved out because I was like I'm 23 I should move out gotta move you know yeah. I was like gotta so I had on. some buddies living out here and then just like what are the what are the odds that it happened to be. Right here in the Concord. beginning of everything, yeah. Um, but I went to Bourbon Street. I met um, I met some friends at DVC, and they took me to a show. And it was I saw Lavish Green and Planting Seeds, and that was again before any of it. So fast forward, you know, all these years later, I'm like, oh, that was probably show. when I was like right graduating high school, you know. And I remember seeing Planting Seeds stickers, Lavish Green. I remember yeah. that. I definitely remember their impact on the local scene because oh. I was playing in Azrael, and we weren't popular by any means. Like. We were like playing music that no one liked at the time. We were uh, playing like, like kind of like, I I want to call it like rock and roll music, but it was like it was just like really lame lyrics and like really <laughs> high energy. It, it felt like it was always going too fast. You know, it didn't have a pocket. It was just like we, of course, we thought at the Sounds time that we like were it could be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. It, I mean, at the time, we thought we were so dope. We we're like, no one gets it. Yeah, you know? it's like, yeah. That's been you know, I've 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 always tried to reconcile that where you go you you make some music you record it you play a show and you're like that was awesome and you think your stuff is rad you know because you know because you have it is. no idea I, how much i know dude. yeah and then no. but then like you go and i support i like i like a lot of music i'm not uh, i try not to be like an elitist or a snob or anything but you know sometimes you go see a band and they're and they think that they're awesome and like maybe they are but you know it's like everybody thinks that their band is like yeah they think they onto something you know something. like yeah like we're like we can make it with this band and and i not like i'm like well not all of us you know yeah dude i was looking up some uh uh local santa cruz bands because to play the blue lagoon have you ever played the blue lagoon no no they it's kind of a weird gig <laughs> but they're like you know, yeah, you can play. I mean, we're not going to get paid very much. And yeah. and they're like, and you have to, like, kind of find a time frame where we don't have anyone on the calendar. 
and then you have to go find at least two local Santa Cruz bands, and then you come back to us, and then once we approve those two bands, then we can get you a date. Jeez. And it's like, how how am I supposed to get bands to commit to a date they don't know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And then these venues, it's like, they're they're big fish in a small pond, you know? So they're used to being the venue that, like, mid-sized bands can come and play in Santa Cruz because there's not, I guess there's not a ton of them. I mean, I looked up a few, but... Yeah, I don't know. I used to, I mean, I used to hang out there. Uh, I had a buddy that went to UC Santa Cruz, and so we'd go down and hang yeah. out a lot. Um, I don't remember any of the places I went, though, you know? Yeah. It seems, I mean, that place is cool. It's a cool town. Dude, there's I love it. Out there, but there yeah. was a... <laughs> there was... I was looking through bands to try to find bands to play with, and there were some bands that you could tell that they... You know, they have that style of music that just, they think that they're, like, really insightful and deep. And yeah. the and it's just like, oh, man, you just don't have it, you know? Like yeah, it, yeah. And it's not that I'm, like, the only one who can decide what's right it and what's yeah, not that's it. that's the thing. You don't, yeah. But like, you, can, you can generally be, you can generally hear a genre and say, they have something going for them. Even if I don't really appreciate the genre, if yeah. I, I don't like the timbre of their voice or whatever it might be, you're like, they have something going. Oh, yeah. And well, then sometimes I go, you know, I mean, like, because we've in the, you know, like Flyhead wrote some really accessible stuff. Like we were had some crowd pleasing music, but like we also tried to write like 11 minute, like kind of proggy, like weird stuff <laughs> that wasn't very like, you know, uh, accessible. And even Swoon, like in the early Swoon days, we'd be like, we'd have a, we'd write a song that would be a, just like a pretty decent, good, simple, like, you know, kind of pop song. And then be like, uh, let's, let's make it weird. Yeah, you know, and uh, so then you, you know we try to find that balance of like, you know, and, and nowadays I'm totally against this, but we always be like, well, we need to write a song that's three minutes and forty seconds so we can get it on the radio, you yeah. know, and then and then we like maybe like neuter a composition just to make sure that it was at three minutes, you know, and yeah, uh, that's tough. That's when you have like the radio edit, right? You, like do the full version of the song, and then maybe you have a radio edit. Yeah, like, I mean our single. I mean we're not on any radio stations. Is radio? Yeah, even that's around that's the thing, right? Like, that, exactly. It's like you it's know? like six minutes long, but yeah. it's our. Fi- it's like the most people have said like this song is our favorite song of yours. So yeah. it's like, why not see if it you know if it yeah if something yeah happens. there there you know there are these there, it's like those those rules or you know best practices for an industry that doesn't exist the way it used to. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's like they were three minutes because that's the length of the, you know, the, what is it? The the little vinyl or whatever. What the hell was it called? (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Emily's listening to this. She's just screaming at it. Just like, it's called. (laughs) But yeah, those little, that was like the max time you could have because that was the size of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then, yeah, then it just became, you know, and then also you're like trying to maybe cater to uh, attention spans and stuff. You know, people don't want to listen to a 11 minute song, but some do. And I, well, I brought it up because I was thinking of the fact that, you know, sometimes you'd be like, Oh, this isn't, this isn't, uh, mass market music you know yeah. it's you got you're into you got this weird lane that your band's about and but i've gone to see really weird bands that have massive following so it's like anything is there's a there is an audience for anything it's the yeah. audience for authenticity yeah is what it is and if you're trying to like you said neuter something or like alter it because you think this is what people are going to want that's when your authenticity starts draining you know and people can can see a charlatan from a mile away like people can spot it and 
I think authenticity is what rules in the music world. It rules supreme more than anything else. If people think that you're being fake, then that's when they're like, I'm out. Yeah, you yeah. Know? That's very true. That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> well, when did you when did you start playing guitar? You said you like moved here and started playing yeah, guitar. Yeah, well, I, I picked it up a little bit before that. But, so uh, let's let's go back in time. We're in yeah. our time machine. Okay. We we're in Marin. Joey yeah. is working at the old Blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, that Blockbuster is it's in a, the crumbling it's castle. A B, yeah, that it's is. a BJ's now in uh, <laughs> in Terra Linda. Nice. Um, yeah. So before guitar i w i did uh i did a lot of theater in high school i was a theater guy and so i wrote i wrote plays and i did a lot of acting and i uh appreciated musical theater i didn't have uh i couldn't carry a tune in a bucket you yeah. know so I, I i would do all the like non-musical stuff and then i'd be like in the background in the the musicals you know i'd be like, <laughs> like ensemble member number eight yeah <laughs> i had to, i had this trauma I is that you really a, think that you can't sing no no what i put i mean this is you know thousands and thousands yeah. of hours ago you know i still like i've i've saber tooth unicorn has really helped develop the the singing for me you know because we do a lot of the group singing yeah. stuff but like trying to sing backups or harmonies to alongside stephanie or ashley you know Stop. it was like uh <laughs> you know, why would i so um <laughs> yeah yeah i'm like i'll just i'll do my thing i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna make it That's worse awesome. you know no shade to vince <laughs> yeah <laughs> no no but it's because he's a great singer too but i mean that's a different that's a different kind of thing you know he's a different um, kind of guy it's uh, like it's a different animal like stephanie could fucking she's, be an opera singer she's nuts, you know? yeah and she's, she's and ashley could be yeah. they're powerful Aretha franklin yeah <laughs> very powerful vocalists you know and a lot of runs too yeah. so it's like fucking hard to yeah. harmonize while there's these runs going on yeah it's like, okay, yeah. Well. yeah and i you know and then i mean there's all of it you know i i'm working on it I, I i'm trying to step it up but um yeah i had this traumatic experience in high school because <laughs> traumatic let me dial it back it was well, now nice. we're diving into it now yeah, it's happening no, no. so we did uh we did uh charlie brown musical and okay. and i got cast as linus and in the charlie brown musical linus has a song with his blanket so it's just linus in the blanket and he's singing to the blanket and then it was, it was actually yeah. kind of cute we had a bunch of people doing like a uh, tango with blankets yeah whole dance number but anyway it was just me singing and so everybody in the whole cast was in the seats of the theater and i'm up there with the fucking blanket <laughs> and my my drama teacher, who is you know huge influence in my life and gave me a lot of great opportunities, but she's also was like kind of crazy, and so she's making me sing the song, and I'm it's just me and it's the piano and I'm flat, you know, and she's yelling at me like sing on key, damn it, like like I can just do that, you know, yeah, like I'm not, you think I'm trying like you know, and that, everybody dude, in the audience is just not, looking at me getting yelled at. As a music teacher myself, <laughs> it's like that is not constructive at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I've been unraveling that trauma for a long time. <laughs> so I just, like kept it close. So anyway, um, dude, so awesome. So I did I did uh, a lot of theater and I and I wrote a lot. Like my freshman and sophomore year of high school i i don't think i paid attention in class at all i just had these notebooks that i would write in like you know plays and stories and stuff that's awesome dude yeah i and never then, knew that uh, about yeah you. yeah that was like yeah, it's the past life and um yeah i was like 17 almost 18 and uh you know i like broke up with a girlfriend had some some stuff going on and then i just was like i would read the stuff i was writing and i was like you're so full of shit nobody like what, what do you who do you you know like just yeah. trying to be yeah just try well just like i felt like you know when you're like trying to be clever and be a writer and like you know 
and then I would just go back and reread the stuff I wrote. You know, it's it's kind of like going back and listening to old music you recorded, yeah. and then you can just hear all. Do you think it was the same issue that I was talking about with the authenticity? Do you think your younger yeah, playwriting self definitely, was yeah. trying to fit a mold rather than yeah, be like... Yeah, well, I mean, I, I like conversation. I oftentimes think I have something to contribute, but like just by nature of trying to write like a... A, a character or a script you're just like this will be clever you know yeah, like, yeah. just what do you think like since you did a lot of writing what do you think is the best way to like approach dialogue and so i i don't know because i th this is the thing i would always just try to have it be natural you know but it just it just became beyond me you know especially going through the like the breakup and all that stuff i was like i was not in a good place so I was just like no especially when you're like 17 and it's yeah, like the angsty, end of the fucking world you know yeah, yeah yeah you feel big feelings when you're a kid man yeah <laughs> I mean not that you don't now but it's like yeah. we get beaten down by time yeah. and life there's over a little the last bit more, 20 years you yeah know? hopefully there's more like emotional maturity to yeah. deal with that stuff but you know I'm, I'm thankful for it because that my, that rejection of that uh, side of me just led me to the guitar I was like like, this is a language where the emotion is expressed. Just there's a purity there. You know, there's not a language barrier, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you're not limited by the by vocabulary, the vocab you exactly. know, you just have a bigger tapestry to communicate emotions. So, um, so yeah, I started playing guitar. I bought, I bought guitar for dummies, the book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bought oh, no. guitar for dummies. Actually, that stuff is pretty good. I Dude. It had a CD. Yeah, when I was like trying to think Italian, it's good. I learned a lot from it. It had a CD that had like you know like blues tracks for you to rip over, or whatever, and you know chord voicings. Nice to have. Yeah, it was it was it was good. And then um, then you know then a few years later, I moved out here and uh, and you hadn't been in a band for years. You're kind of just new. Oh yeah, band, just learning, just honing yeah. honing your skills, sharpening uh -huh. sharpening your tools. Yeah, and even when I started, like I. I mean, now I've been playing guitar for a long time, but like even I would just say the past four or five years, I've started to feel like confident as a player. Before that, I was like, yeah, I could play my chords, but I would always say that like my thing was I could get really good people to play with me. Mm -hmm. Like that was what I brought to the table, yeah. you know, and you uh, were the you were the diplomat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it, it, I mean, literally, even to this day, like, you know, I don't know how. I could get someone like Stephanie to to hitch a ride, you know, to get on the wagon with me. Dude, it's the hang, man. And 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 then Ashley and Mama Foxy, you know, yeah. and like and like Bobby, Sabretooth Unicorn, like all my dudes in RK, and I'm like, I would be lucky to be in one of those bands, you yeah. know. And uh, somehow I've like. Well, I think it's pretty like well well established that you're like a respected charismatic member of this music community and like people what are you saying about people like being that? able to tell a charlatan from a mile away yeah you're are the, you you're sure the <laughs> no dude no dude not at all you you can pretend to be an asshole all you want i know what's up you're a nice guy dude everyone loves hanging with you yeah. you're just that guy like you have that and we've talked about it before on the podcast it's like there's a bunch of factors to being in a band it's like being in a relationship but one of the biggest things is there's the skill. There's you know the dependent like how dependent are you? Yeah. Or uh, sorry, not dependable. Dependent. Yeah. Dependable are yeah. you? And the other thing is, are you a good hang or not? Yeah. And oh, it's, like, it's you're so the true. Greatest hang. You know so. there there are some people. There are some musicians uh, that I have played with and uh, that are 
super, super talented. And then, you know, maybe lacking in some of those other areas. Mm -hmm. And, uh, there's gotta be a balance, right? Because like, if somebody's like really, really good, then maybe they can get away a little bit with being difficult. Yeah. It's like a athlete, like a star athlete. Yeah. yeah. If they're a fucking great quarterback, you're, yeah, everyone's going to put up with their shit in the locker room. Yeah. Yeah. To to a degree. Right. You know? And then there are musicians that I've played with that were, uh, you know, just okay or whatever, but they are awesome. So, Let's do it. You know, like if you're if you're if you're invested, if you're in it and you come with a good attitude and you want to have a good time, like, yeah, you know, by that same the same way that somebody can be really, really good and get get away with some bullshit. Somebody can be like completely mediocre and then get away with it because of how awesome they are, you know, 100 percent. And then, you know, hopefully I mean, like I that was I feel like that was me at one point, you know, and because of the good attitude and then also you know but you're also a creative flame right you're also someone who inserts themselves in the creative process yeah yeah now you know that's a huge thing too because there are you know quote like hired guns where you're like oh this song goes you know dcg yeah and like i I don't need your input on what other chords i should have that's just just yeah yeah And, and then there are people who are like yeah, but the bridge would sound a lot cooler if you played, yeah. you know, a B minor here instead. Yeah. And then and then that's a different layer of of uh Oh yeah. Yeah, I I I'm a musician. I don't mind playing a part that somebody's written, you know, if it if it is uh if they feel strongly about mm-hmm. it, but I also, yeah, I love to collaborate too. I mean, most I would say like going into Sabretooth Unicorn, I was like just I'll just do whatever Vince wants me to do you know totally. like i'm totally in service of his vision but then he is an amazing collaborator so it's like his vision is you know at first i was like yeah just tell me what to play and then you know two weeks in it's like you know you know you know what i he's want he's mentioned to me it. like he want he just moved uh down the street mm-hmm, by mm-hmm. the way I, I wonder if he's there right now dude we should <laughs> cruise over there yeah. what's up. that's exciting um but uh I think he was mentioning, I mean, you know what happens at Vinny's, you start drinking and then time goes by. It's like, I think mm-hmm. he was mentioning something about like trying to record like a record in like a weekend or something like that or like he, a day. And, and he was like, not with Sabretooth, but just like, yeah. you know, like doing his thing. Yeah, like, yeah. He's just, he's like this freaking endless geyser of creative information. He, he his writing output is beyond me. I can't, know? I can't even, you I know, it's one yeah. of those things. I sit down, like I'll have a riff. I'll freaking water that plant. Yeah. You know, I'll oh, listen yeah. to it in my car. I'll sing over it. And then maybe a couple weeks later, I have a chorus yeah. and then I try to, and he's just like, boom, boom, boom. Oh boom. yeah. Oh yeah. no, I, I wrote four songs today. It's all wild. The, yeah. I've had, I've, you know, so, like some, sometimes they come together quickly, you know, but I've also had songs just like, like over the, have, Taken years to take shape, literally. You know? years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you, dude. And uh, Vince, he's he reminds me of uh, Chris Stapleton. I was listening to an interview with Chris Stapleton, and that dude's written like a thousand. Is that on songs. the Joe Rogan? Yeah, I pr- yeah. probably think that one. Yeah, and he's written like a thousand songs. Or Joe like, was fanboying super hard. In, in <laughs> I, I would too. I mean, dude, that I love, guy's amazing. I love Stapleton. He's when, one of my favorites. You know, when when you have enough songs that you've written that you can make an amazing album just out of like throwaways you can just go into the vault you oh, know from a room you know yeah or just you know yeah from that, your, that was your, the, the, the two records volume yeah. one and two from a room yeah yeah we yeah. play friendship by uh chris Stapleton, and it's like the last track on like from a room volume one i think and uh apparently like you were saying those are just songs that he wrote 
while he was like living in some yeah. one bedroom shack in Nashville before around, he was yeah. famous. Yeah, uh, um, Sia is the the first thing that me and Steph ever played together was a song by Sia, and she's the same way where she can just like sit down and just bang out like a a stadium pop anthem, you know? Yeah. And uh, I that that's listening to Vince talk about all the songs he's written. It's got, I mean, it's got to be a thousand, you know, and, and at he, least. And know? I think I think every year he does that. Do an album in a day thing. He try, yeah. He's mentioned it before, and it it would be a. I've been thinking about trying to do something like that, but I know I'd just draw from shit I already had. You yeah. know, I'd like I'd go back to the well. I'd be like, I w- It wouldn't be pure. I feel like if I was just like, yeah. Or but maybe it would be. Maybe it'd be fun. That would be a fun thing to do with a couple. You know, select members of yeah, the, uh, yeah. Concord, the, the Concord East Bay, elite. <laughs> yeah, music community, and just like. Yeah. Get together and try to record a record in a week. Yeah. Like get an Airbnb somewhere and try to record a record I'm in like a this. week. That would be I'm fucking like awesome. I'm in. Let's like, do I it. just want to play guitar, man. <laughs> yeah. I, get a different singer. I don't need all that. Like I'll sing some backup or whatever, but yeah, that I'd would be that would be a fun, fun project. Sometimes to I do. Th- I think about you know, like like I love all my band members and all the different bands and we you know all equally too. And and yeah, and we <laughs> <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but uh, you, in <laughs> you know, I'm sure we've got we've got time. Um, but uh, yeah, and you know, we'll we'll do you know collaborations and and mix members and stuff. But sometimes I think about like if I had uh, the unlimited resources and unlimited availability, if I could draw from the well of all the people I play with and just do this project. You know, where you've got like Goody on accordion and Stephanie on vocals and, yeah. you know, just so-and-so on guitar, have this keyboard player come in, you yeah. know, and the, all like the kind of Egos stuff we don't can work make. that way though, you know, that's like the, the whole, I, whole they, situation. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, they, 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 everybody in my, in that, in the crew's humble, you know, I think, I think for, for me, I think it's just time and, and time and money, you know, I mean, you guys just finished that record and oh, it cost an arm and a leg. Yeah, but and and not just in in money, but like in emotional, yeah. you know, the emotional uh, toll of it doing was, that kind it's of super stuff. necessary though to get yeah. it out. Like we we were uh, we just put it on the calendar and we're like we've played, you know, like I said earlier, we played about fifty shows. Not prior, I guess prior to it, we probably played like thirty or forty shows mm-hmm. and just banked the money to put out the record yeah and, and then while we were you know it, it started going over budget for sure yeah. and we're like fucking we just have to get it out and yeah and i was driving to petaluma like twice a week to go mix it and yeah. like edit it well i was editing it here mm-hmm. i did all the editing myself oh, on nice. it and then i would drive to our buddy nate who i should introduce you mm. to because he is awesome, and if I don't know, that if record it, sounds amazing. What are you guys doing with the Swoon record? What uh, is the whole like? What so is this battle strategy? Yeah, for? so this one, it, it's it's uh, we're working with our friend Yasik. Um, we met Yasik through uh, Arcane, and uh, he came to us as a fan, and uh, and then we developed a relationship, and we started. Speaking of the emotional toll of creating a record, we started the Arcane project with him like a year and a half ago. And it's kind of it got stuck in like a little bit of development hell. Um, Gary and Steph got pregnant and, you know, Uri, uh, our singer, is a uh, mad scientist that travels <laughs> the world a lot. And I, like, he, That's always <laughs> tough. Man. Yeah. No. Well, it's it, it works out for me because so you know, uh, let's keep this thought process on track. Uh, for me, one of the reasons I play in all these bands is because when I was in one band, I put 
everything into it, you know, mm-hmm. like um, we're going to make it and we're going to do the grind. And I spent all this time and money on it. And then, and you have different people living different lives. So, you know, every once in a while you get uh, four people that are all down to get into a van and go and, and always down to play the shows, but like you have people with different uh, wants and needs. And so I found myself a lot of times getting frustrated because people didn't have the same drive or vision that I did. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's, that causes bands to break up. That causes people to, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and, uh, so now I have these different outlets so that I'm not like, I don't feel like I'm waiting, you know, I'm not, uh, like this album, this arcade album being taking this long. If this was my only band, how long is it again? It's been over a year, you know, and it, I mean, like it kind of stopped, you know, and then we were chipping away at it. You know, just re- recording tracks. I mean, it took, I mean, it took us five, six months to get from the... And it even it took us about ten months to go from booking the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I was going around looking at studios, emailing people, had the songs in bank. And then when we finally released it in Santa Barbara on, on 1019, like, it was, it was about ten months. 10 to 11 months yeah. so it's like it's not crazy that it takes that long yeah know? yeah um not at all and and you know there were so we used to do our recordings at, at home and you know just you could edit and mix forever and ever you know yeah. and at, at a certain point you gotta just mark it done you know and i think one of the i think one of the challenges with the arcane project too is that maybe half the songs were like ready and then the other so half, you're writing in the like, studio. yeah yeah which which I like when it's happening efficiently because you know the songs really come together even if you have the song mapped out start to finish when you when you record it it just like you know can give it new accidents. life yeah just stuff it grows you know um, but so, or you or you hear something from a different lens yeah like you're like oh I was playing this and I thought it sounded awesome when I was sitting there playing it with yeah. my guitar but now that I'm hearing it from like an objective you know yeah the, the armchair. It yeah. doesn't sound that cool at all, actually. So next thing you know, now you're rewriting your entire guitar part, right? That yeah, there's that funny feeling too. When so I think there's almost nothing greater than playing a, a batch of songs right after you recorded them. You know, like mm-hmm. I, like like the Swoon record. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, here we are back to the Swoon record. So we we uh, after working with Yasik, even though we didn't finish that record yet, we really liked the experience. So we decided to go with him again for swoon and uh he mostly mixes like metal and and like hard hard rock stuff uh and we thought that that might swoon flirts with that right like, yeah a little bit. you know and i, mean, I and, and we thought that that might metal. yeah yeah but but it's the some of the influences are there you know yeah. like gary plays and i play in arcane with gary so you know that dude yeah. shreds so we thought that might give it a little um edge and um yeah, we went in and did uh, five songs. We we live tracked the drums, guitars, and bass. And That's then, exactly what we did. We did so uh, good. Yeah. You, it, the song breathes in a different way. Yeah. If you if you lock it in, like it can also sound shitty if you don't. Like, yeah. Really lock it in, but you guys are good enough. Where yeah, it, it, it no, just, it, it 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 was uh it was it sounded great just out the gates, you know. And so then we've been overdubbing and iterating on that, and I think we have a couple. We're we're almost just waiting on Steph and Aaron the saxophone to go in. Wow, um, that yeah. much yeah. done recording. Yeah, it's been wow. it's been efficient. Yasik's great to work with. You guys and, went super efficient. Yeah. I sat here and dicked around playing guitar tracks and well, like well, overdubs for like the, fucking yeah. Months. And I mean that's that's 
<laughs> what we have done, you know, in the past, but yeah. we really, I mean, we haven't put a swoon record out since like 2013 and that it's has a long time. Dude. Yeah. And, and that is a, a complete, almost a completely different lineup. You know, I mean, we had a different drummer, uh, we had the cello and mandolin and all that, you know, we didn't have the horns. So are you still playing those old tracks live? A couple. Or are you mostly just um, completely like metamorphosis? It's a little bit of both. Like, uh, so one of the songs that that's on the new record we did on our first EP, it's a 10 year, 10 years ago, whatever. But like, it sounds like a new song because it's evolved. Completely. And then, uh, yeah, there's, a are you going to re-record it? Yeah. That, that one we did. Yeah. And then some newer ones. Um, yeah. And I, I we still like that old record. We did it at fantasy studios and it was, amazing but it's you know it's it's one of those things now where when we, people discover our band and then they go like to find the music online the album is like they're like oh i remember that one song yeah and the rest of it is dude d- it's different than it's what, tough you know. I, I feel like in this era of music making like that's what we are we're music makers you know it's, yeah it used to be that you could put a record out every two years and it was all good but now it's like you have to put a record out every year. It's it's something. Yeah, or, or every six years. Or you know, whatever. Little, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you guys, you guys are. What what do you think took so long to record? And I'm not trying to be a dick by saying no, no, it took no. so long, yeah, but yeah. like, why did it take six years well, to record? Well, so a record? you guys never really took a break or we anything. We did right? though. We did. I mean, Swoon at a certain point was like effectively died. Uh, so Cater left to go study ultra cold physics, uh, and then go be a genius. Yeah, uh, and then Julian, our he was the original. He was kind of like the original, like primary songwriter and guitar player. Uh, and then he left, and then it was me and the bass player and the drummer and Steph, and and we kind of kept it going for a little while, but it was not. Are you like, the principal songwriter with no, Stephanie? N- n- no, uh, in in this current like iteration, a lot of the songs that I like started or brought to the table yeah. are being played, but it's completely collaborative um, between Scott, Steph, and Carrie. Who brings the riffs or the, we all do? We, we all everyone do. Yeah, yeah. A lot. It's like sometimes uh, it'll be a completed song uh, yeah. structurally. A lot of times it's just a riff or an idea that we. Yeah. You know, elaborate on together. Um, up, yeah, I, me and Steph and Scott and and Gary. I mean, he's been in Swoon for like two years now, but I've been making music with him for the whole yeah. time. So we all kind of speak each other's language. But um, yeah, so after, as, as a matter of fact, while we were at Fantasy recording, I remember Julian and Steph were like in a fight <laughs> at each other's throats and like that bad, huh? Yeah, yeah, they didn't get along very well. Um, but it's like, you guys, we just like raised all this money to come record in this amazing studio and like, it feels like the band's going to break up right now. Dude. You know what I mean? Like it, the pressure, <laughs> you know, we've, uh, we get in a few heated debates from time to time and, uh, it, we went into this recording session and we're like, look, we cannot get emotional yeah. at any point in time in this. There were a few times where we were tired and frustrated but we yeah. like actually made it a point to talk to each other before going to the because it's a whole weekend we recorded the uh. the skeleton of the record at a uh, prairie sun and and we made it a very clear like directive we're like we cannot waste studio time fighting and we certainly did and you know beyond just the wasted time like and and this sort of this has crept up again in different situations but it's like when you're 
uh, when there's a stress there, it's like, it's hard to have a good time, you know? So it's like, you can say, yeah, you guys are fighting, but outside of that, Hey, at least we're here making this record, right? Let's focus on that. But it's like, you can't have a good time if you're focusing on the, the drama and the totally. tension, you know? So, so we, and the good time is paramount to having a good record. Like, yeah, I mean, Maybe not. Well, yeah, right. Maybe I'm like, not. I'm like, I've, I've heard of plenty of like yeah. classic bands, but but still, for me, I feel like if I was sitting there pissed in a room, like maybe it'll help me focus on only my guitar. I mean, I guess you yeah. go arguments both ways with it, but I'm with you, man. I'm yeah. I'm about being loose and having fun and yeah. When I, and I can't help but try to cheer people up, you know. Yeah. So then it's like I'm in there going like, "Hey guys, we're all here having a good time," <laughs> and then it's like, "Yeah, fuck you," you know, like they're like, "Fuck off, Joey." Yeah, me and me and Steph, we we fight all the time because I'm like, you know, she'll be like, "Oh, it's not everything's not chill, man." You know, everything's not chill. You know, sometimes yeah. it's okay to be mad. And I'm like, yeah, but isn't it better to be happy? <laughs> so, it, so, it is okay to be mad, but it's also like more fun to be happy. For yeah, sure. yeah. And for me, it's like, you know, you can recognize it's something like, like uh, we, you know, we were at uh, Maggie, we were doing a gig at Maggie McGarry's. Yeah. Maggie we were McGarry's. just literally there last night. Super fun. Yeah. Right. Super what an awesome crazy. stage. Yeah. And like packed, right? Is that place always packed? I, every time I've been there, it, it like I remember trying to get outside to smoke was like trying to get to the front of the stage at the Fillmore. It nice. was like shoulder to shoulder, like, and I had just played, so I was drenched in sweat, and I'm like squeezing through people, yeah. like, I'm sorry, just let me out of here. But like, so we booked <laughs> that gig, and we had to drive down there, and we're looking for parking, and it's all fucking stressful. And the bartender was maybe said something snippy to Steph or whatever. And then we go to the back and there's a note on this, the mixer that's like, you know, it's kind of like gnarly back there. Like it doesn't look like the, the good venue to play. Yeah. And everybody was just cranky and, you know, the, looking for parking and loading and everything. And I was like, hey, let's like let's wait until the gig's over to shit on the gig. Because yeah. what if it's awesome? You know, totally. and then and then it was, <laughs> you know, we had yeah. an incredible show. And I was like, we spent the, the like the hour before that show just so frustrated. Like, and why, you yeah. know, if it, if it ended up being a shitty gig, then like then you can be upset about it afterwards. But then at least you had a good time leading up to it. You know, we uh, we have a tendency to do that <laughs> where we're like, what the fuck is this place? You yeah. know, like um, and I, it is true. Like, but honestly, like. Radio, I mean, I wake up excited about a lot of stuff. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not like that guy who's like, the only thing I'm excited about is, is music and playing. But it's like, I would go like a week without playing. And then we just had back-to-back -back shows this last weekend. And I was like, I woke up on Friday morning, like, fucking jazz to play, you yeah. know? And then when we get there, and it's fucking dead. It's a starry plow in Berkeley when everyone's gone for holiday. And uh, there's, it was like a, last minute show so there i mean it was not there was not that many people there yeah and we were kind of shitting on it a little bit but it was awesome and it was a great time and it's like even if i were sitting alone in my room playing guitar i'm having a good time yeah. and then if i'm with my band in our studio practicing yeah. i'm having a good time exactly. so if i'm out playing i'm having a good time so yeah. why are we shitting on the gig exactly yeah when yeah. we're literally doing the one thing we would all choose to do if, like, some you know fucking golden ruler came down. He's like, "What do you want to do right now?" Like, be like, yeah, I want to play a live show. Yeah, yeah, I so, feel the same way. I've I, <laughs> I've had the the you know I mean I'm I keep myself very busy with music, and there will be a day where I'm like, 
holy crap, it's a Friday and I don't have a gig or a practice. I don't have anything to do. I can just sit at home and chill with the girl. And then I'm like, ah, oh, God, does anybody want to, is anybody down to jam? You know, like, <laughs> I was like, I'd rather be doing that. I mean, not rather be doing that than hanging out with my girl, but like, you know what I mean? Rather yeah. than sitting at home, I get stir crazy. you play guitar alone by yourself? Yeah, like, yeah. I'll get in some kind of, some weeks I'll go by and I'm like, I had, you know, I taught three days of lessons this week. I had a rehearsal this week. I had two gigs. I don't really feel like sitting down and playing guitar. I feel like sitting down and like drinking a whiskey and watching a Why Marvel not movie. Both? <laughs> some shit like yeah. that, you know, but, but for the most part, I do find myself like just jonesing to do something productive for the music even if it's not sit down and play guitar like practice piano which yeah we don't put on the record but i i like playing piano because it's like a different challenge yeah you know? but santa got me a super sick rolling uh keyboard that i'm waiting on nice excited man. about it but yeah no i i mean i i go i'll go through uh some phases i guess where i don't play as much but i've been on a i've been on a, a run i've been playing every day like, you know at least a little bit it's kind of yeah that's what's up dude yeah um yeah so okay uh uh swoon dude really quick yeah. can i grab another soda water oh yeah all right back to the swoon right. record yeah. we're going back to the swoon record uh yeah so there was a point where swoon was kind of dying and uh our our first drummer was going through life stuff and uh, we were losing members, and then we would just get together for Mountain Vibe. So, like, that kept it that alive. We would do the one. That's what I was doing. I was yeah. living in Santa Barbara, just mm. dicking around, not playing music, and I'd come to Mountain Vibe to play yeah. and see you guys. Like, yeah, we yeah. was always together. Right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it, was, it was neat, because it was one year where our cello player was back into town, and so we had, you know, and then there was, we had little different lineups, uh, and then... Um, so then what kind of got it going again was uh, we we met uh, Brandon. He was our second drummer. And he used to hang with us at Mountain Vibe. And he would come and do percussion and stuff. And uh, he asked if we ever needed anyone to sit in on percussion. And I was like, you, do you play real drums too? Not real drums. Do you play... <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I meant. So <laughs> like, I, you know, he was just like, I'd love to guest on, you know, on the uh, congas yeah. or whatever. And I'm like, do you play a kit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we had him come to, to play with us and he uh, was so into the band. And so it was just this kind of renewed energy, you know, and we started playing with uh, Bobby because Steph and I had been doing. Oh, Bobby's uh, been around the block more than you. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and then, so, uh, you know, long story short, it, it ultimately didn't work out with Brandon or Bobby, but we got Gary and then uh, Ray. Um, so Ray used to drum with Scott, the bass player, in a band mm -hmm. called Ride or Die. And uh, he ended up, you know, coming in uh, when it wasn't working out with Brandon. But I'll credit Brandon for that, like, enthusiasm yeah, like we kind of get, like lit a fire for us again, and we were like, "Oh yeah," and then like, that leading up to now, the past two years, it's like it's a whole new band, you know, and it's so you know, the, yeah, I'd say we were kind of dead for like three years, but that mountain vibe thing just kind of kept us alive. And me and Steph never stopped playing together. Yeah, so you guys was, were doing the you know, the weekly gigging. Yeah, yeah, her and I just you know, it's a nice income supplement to play yeah. those kinds of gigs for oh, sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I never, I was talking to her when when she went on maternity leave. I never counted the money that we made as like part of my like life budget. It was always yeah. just bonus, yeah. you know. 
Um, and then when she went on maternity leave, like a month or two in, I was like, why am I so broke? We're back in. Yeah, we're back in. Yeah. yeah we, sorry. A little computer area area <laughs> error, error. God damn it. Yeah. Apparently I was I'm talking about uh, how broke I was <laughs> when Steph was on maternity leave. But, uh, yeah, right, right. Uh, after she had the baby and healed up nice and quick, I, uh, I messaged her at one point and was like, Hey, whenever you're ready to get back, gotta like, get out there, we, you know, and she was like, bro, I'm so broke. Can we please book some gigs. <laughs> so we just went, we went crazy and booked like, you know, 20 gigs throughout the end of the year. And that's been nice. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I need to get some of your connects because yeah, yeah, we'll it to. helps my income supplement too. Cause I try to, I, it sounds weird. I try to work like in a traditional way as little as I can. And I want to be like, <laughs> as you know musical as possible i want to like you know spend a lot of my time emailing trying to put shows right, for radio yeah. keys trying to forward things and uh when i'm sitting there like i used to work in an office always felt like i was just pissing my life away yeah uh, like, yeah i uh uh well let's say i know people that in the past spent a lot of their office time <laughs> sending out emails dude. and booking shows <laughs> you know my my old keyboard player he worked for a landscape architecture firm and uh we did an entire cd run they had like this one of those big ass printers you know to do like yeah. print out autocad stuff and and we went in and uh we we printed out cd labels and flyers and i mean I, we must have spent thousands of dollars of that guy's ink like we went in on a saturday <laughs> and just turned it into like a Dude, yeah. anything where your where your job has firm in it, yeah. you're fucking. You can <laughs> you can spend some money. Yeah, yeah. With some ink. Yeah, I feel you, man. I so like I've been with my I've been at my day job for 14 years, and I love the company, and they uh, they uh, are very supportive of the music, you know. So yeah. they've afforded me the uh, opportunity to take the time I need, and you know, and they they nurture that. But at the same time, I'm like this last year, I. I just felt like I did 40 hours of work and then did 60 hours of music, you know? Dude, you're getting close. If there's anyone in the Bay Area other than, like, Tommy or a few other select people, you're, like, you're getting to the point where you can do music full-time yeah, and well, live the, the life you want to live. Like, it might not be as cushy. Like, yeah. you might not be able to go out and, like, eat nice meals yeah. every day or every other day. You, like, Ramen, you have to maybe. really scrimp and save, but... You're, you play enough gigs. You're getting yeah. close. Well, I learned. So I learned from I learned from Steve Sage. One of the first takeaways I took from that class was like, he's like, you can like make music professionally like for a living. There's a you know you just can not like you know I mean like we, we have that thing of like not everybody can make it or whatever. It's like mm -hmm. no, you, that's different. Like if you want to make money playing music as your job, you can. You just have to do these things. And uh, you know I, I there's like a there's a balance that I. I used to not really want to monetize it too much because I would take the the joy out of it. Yeah. You know, and I, I mean, looking at what I did this past year and looking to 2020, I was like the same to myself, kind of like, you know, you, you made that decision like to get out of that. Yeah you know, rat race and, and do this. And I, and I'm, I'm like, I got kicked out of the nest. I got fired. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, but I also was like, it was very clear, obviously to the company that I was like, yeah, uh, maybe, yeah, exactly. So, you know, you, maybe you, you put in the plane. I could, you know, hey, let's, let's revisit this conversation in six months and a see little, where I'm at because a little self-sabotage. You know, yeah, I may or may not be on a similar path. You Dude, know? It, yeah. I mean, you, it, it helps it, that I'm, I feel like for me, like that might, that that would be what it would take for me because I'm like, Oh, I could do this. Right. Like I could cash out this, you know, this little, little fund here, pull out the savings and then transition, yeah. you know, but it just would require 
a lot of faith and a lot of dude a lot of balls yeah <laughs> a lot of guts you know? to get yeah, out there yeah. and like what i realize is like people it, it almost feels like society wants to scare you into a traditional lifestyle they're like well, when you're 70, what the fuck are you right? Gonna do? Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna have any money saved. Yeah. You better start hitting that 401k. It's like, dude, when I'm 70, that's 50. Years. You know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm actually 32 now, so that's right. like 40 yeah, years yeah. from now. Like, why am I thinking about that? Like, yeah, you're like, I'm gonna be hiding from like robots, man. That's yeah, like, dude, my problem. Why not live the life I want to live <laughs> yeah. now? And then if I have to mortgage that and pay for it later, then yeah, yeah. I'm 70. I don't want to like mm-hmm. live in luxury and do what quote I want to do when I'm 70. Like those fools who are like, well, I'm retired now. So I guess I'll <laughs> hop on a cruise and go to the Bahamas. And it's uh, like, what the fuck? Hey, that's I have like... shit. I want to do now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Although I want to do it. That doesn't sound like a bad way to rock your seventies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am. Um, sometimes I forget that I'm pushing 40, you know, and I'm like, uh, you know, yeah, I'm not going to be able to do this forever, right? So I'm going to do it now while I'm young. <laughs> that's that's kind of like that's been my mentality of You're like having kids, right? No, no. So you got you. I would I won't say dodge that bullet. Sounds so disrespectful. <laughs> no, but no, no. You, you don't have to like because that's a different thing. Like if you yeah. have like kids and you're like trying to chase a music career yeah. and you're like not paying child support, and yep. you're not providing the time for that's like a different thing. But like. People like you, like me, like Tom and Emily, like Dante, yeah. like we don't have anyone but ourselves and our significant others yep. to like worry about. So why not live this life? Yeah, life? it's you know I like to think of it as a sacrifice that I've been making so that the others that I play with can have their children and My you know sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. You're like Creed right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah. that's the nicest thing anybody said to me this year. <laughs> Dude, we're only one day in. So. <laughs> Set the bar low, but no, I you know because I like uh, I yeah I maybe at detriment to my physical health and well being. Like I've been able to to you know I'm like I'm I'm always able to do the practice or I'm always able to do yeah. the show or like I'll handle the emailing and booking while you take care of your baby, you know, yeah. or all that stuff. So um, that's a big dude. I do. I do a lot of the emailing. Tom's t- taking a bigger uh, portion yeah. of the booking, which is awesome. Like he it's, just booked it, yeah. a whole uh, Northern California leg Sweet. of a mini tour. It's like, it's so nice, but it, you fucking, you got to sit down and yeah. do it. Like, yeah, it's not a thing. Like I know so many bands where they're just like, no one asked us to play shows. It's so weird. I'm like, no one asked anyone to play shows. Yeah. It, like yeah. it never happens. You have to, go out and book yeah. your shows. Yeah, like, it, you know what? It feels great. It does feel great when you have enough momentum going that people that that people are always offering, right? Yeah. You know, like that you get the, the but that goes away really quickly. Yeah. You know, especially if you know, you if you turn if you get those offers and then you have to turn down a couple shows, you know, yeah. then they stop coming, you know. And totally. it's that's that's the worst, but so you got to, you know, chase those uh chase those leads. Yeah, in the in how do the, you how do you tackle booking? Like, what is your process for like I'm going to sit here and book you know X Y Z. So I used to do a lot of that. Like in the Flyhead and early Swoon days, I was like had that idea of trying to be like a manager and a booker, you mm-hmm. know. And then I got cynical about that because, like we were talking about earlier, the resentment of like some people just show up to practice and then do the, the the gigs we book, but then that's it, you know? And I'm like, why am I the one 
putting all this time and energy Dude, into 100%. booking shows. So I, I kind of rejected that after the, you know, those, those experiences. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do that. You know, like I'll send an email or whatever, but like, that's not what I'm going to do. But it's, I have, it, we've been at it for so long with all the different projects and stuff that the connections have all been established. So it's just, it's become like, it's just routine at this point, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, I, to be fair, I'm not out there like trying to set up fat, tours and stuff and you know but like in terms of like getting the schedule down making sure everybody can play and keeping a steady set of shows booked like i'm, I'm, I'm in with so that. frustrating when you finally book that show you want to book and then someone's like no nah, i can't because i have this thing and you're like no dude this is three months away you don't yeah. have that thing anymore well, so <laughs> if it, that so thing. that's that's it's funny because so i've had a couple people you know ask me about you know playing in as many projects as i play in and it, like I, like uh you know i met i was talking to a gal um at, uh out at the gorge at the show and she was like i'd never met her before you know and we were talking about music and she was like don't you think if you were in like just one band that maybe like you'd have more of a chance of making it air quote whatever yeah. that means and i was like well i mean depends on what your metrics are because i i'm like i'm living the dream lady i'm like i made it like i'm making yeah. great music with a lot of people i you know awesome. i can uh like that's and and uh and then i was thinking about it and i was like you know because it, it's rough when when you know all of my bandmates we all play in different bands you know and and have a lot going on so it's really tough when someone's like oh i can't do tuesday like can you guys do wednesday oh like i can't do wednesday well i can only do saturday you know and people so start worse. getting pissed because you can't so fucking worse you know <laughs> and like i've been there and i've been guilty of it too right but then i'm like i'm never the one i'm never the one that's like I, like I can't do that you know i'm like i it's it's a, a little bit of luck i think because i can't answer how dude honestly i'm starting to want to be the person who's like, hey, I can't do that. Uh -huh. like, I can't do that because I've, I've, I mean, I do have a lot of quote free time. Yeah. But the way I look at my time is like, there's no free time. There's just your time. Yeah. On ah, I like that. This yeah. fucking planet. Yeah. Like, people are like, no, you don't have work, so you're free. And it's like, no, man. Yeah. I'm living my life. Yeah. Like, yeah. And if I, you know, and the whole thing that I'm trying to say is, um, I like, you know, spend a lot of time with Amber and like want and she wants to spend time with me. And if I'm like, no, I'm at the drop of any hat, I'm going to do this thing. <laughs> then yeah. all of a sudden it's like there's other aspects of my life. It, there's, I feel like your life is like a bunch of plants that you need to water. Yeah. And it's like if I'm only watering this one plant then there's all these other things that that's, that's happening. A, that is a nice uh, way to visualize it. I always refer to it as spitting plates. <laughs> like you're spitting a lot of plates. And so then I'm like, yeah, sometimes there's just a lot of broken plates around, you know, <laughs> that's just, Dude, that's no. just like chaotic. And you know, you're like watering plants and you know, no, I, mean, I guess there's dead plants too. Zen, but, Dude, yeah. yeah, no, I like it. I'm going to try to shift the thinking that way, you know, but yeah, you know, I, uh, Kristen is, the most supportive because like I I do like like oh by the way tomorrow I'm gonna do this thing or like next week we're gonna do this thing and she's yeah. always like all right and I was laughing because I remember like an ex-girlfriend in the past that would be like you're joining another band <laughs> and that was when I was in like one band yeah. you know <laughs> so that's that's uh she she definitely makes it uh possible you know no, Amber is super supportive like, uh, when I met her and super embarrassing I just got fired. <laughs> I uh, was living with my parents thirty every bit of thirty two. Yeah, you know, thirty. Sorry, every bit of thirty one. Uh, fired, no real job, no home. <laughs> <other than my> parents. <laughs> and like 
I was driving a Toyota Camry from 2001 with like a big ass hole in the back bumper, like a donut tire. Yeah, you're like, like, who wouldn't want to date like me a right now? Asshole. And she was like, what do you do? I'm like, well, I play music and I podcast. And she's like, and you make money doing that? I'm like, ah, kind of. <laughs> Kind of like bless her soul, man. She's uh, the most supportive person of me and my lifestyle. (laughs) It's just uh, I would not be able to do what I'm doing without her. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I, uh, you know, I uh, I was thinking so like when when I joined Sabretooth Unicorn. I was literally like watching them play at open mic and like, ah, oh, God, I want to be in this band so bad. But like at the time I you were, had like, you were Jones. In the band. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I was like, I can't, you know, um, even, even if I had the time, like I wouldn't, I don't want to be someone that would hold something back, you know? So like, I'm that's my thing. Like same thing with like mama Foxy and the, and, and so, you know, the other bands that I play in is like, are you back in mama Foxy? Or? I, I mean, I'm, I'm always the, the, available around. Because I remember last time we played with them, you were, you I, were yeah, out. I wasn't. Well, well, I mean, not out, out, I don't know. Right. That's inner it's, working. Yeah. But nobody, I remember you dude, nobody knows the inner workings. Yeah. Even Ashley doesn't know the inner workings. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, no, I, my, my relationship with, uh, with them is, is all, it's always, you know, I'll always be around. Do you have beef with anybody? No. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I bet, I'm sure that there are some people that might, there's, there are people out there that would say that I'm mean. It's a common denominator, dude. <laughs> you know? that, it, it seems like most people think you're nice. So uh, yeah, yeah, but no, I can, I mean, you know, like I can. Um, I can be, I can be an asshole, you know, but, um, but yeah, no, like I, so I, there was a day that I was one of those days that I had a rare kind of day off and I was like, I want to jam. And, and, uh, I was like, I, I hit up Ben trumpet player and was like, what are you doing? And he's like, Oh, I'm on my way to Sabertooth unicorn practice. And I was like, Oh, damn it. I don't want to do that. And then I texted Shane, like Shane, you want to jam? What are you doing? He's like, Oh, I'm going to Sabertooth unicorn practice. And I was like, fuck. You know, and so then I was like, uh, you know, I mean, if you, it, it, it was just going to be me playing on with a couple songs with them at open mic. You know, and Vince is always like, well, yeah, I'm ready. Like, just grab the guitar. Yeah. You know, and then, and then I was like, I'm going to do it. You know, and and then I, I, I had the time. You know, and and some of you know we could be like, I mean, I play in all these projects, but some of them like Marigold's like once a month, maybe. You know, and so some yeah. of them don't actually take up. A lot of time and there's you guys ever practice or is it just yeah yeah well like if if we'll try to get one in before the show but you know it's you know the song yeah yeah it's it's a set cover yeah so people 90s cover music yeah 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 so it's like everyone everyone knows the tunes yeah yeah and like a lot of this stuff you know just anytime you play like to me at least any playing is keeping it fresh so even if i'm not like practicing for those songs if i'm playing with someone else then i'm you know, it, it just keeps you, keeps you loosey goosey. Um, but anyway, the, the, there's this just sort of for whatever, however it pans out, there's this sort of like natural, uh, order where I never, like, I've never had to deny Sabretooth an opportunity because I had something else going on, you know? Well, so far, right? Right. right. That would be, I'm looking forward to having enough momentum and success with my bands that, that that becomes an issue. But I don't think that anybody in swoon or Sabretooth or Arcan, I don't think anyone in any of those bands would like say that I'm 
the reason at any point that momentum is slowed or that that's holding up the process, you know, yeah. like I went in, I mean, I went in and did my, did my tracking, you know, I, I booked the studio time for the swoon record. I went in and did my tracking, you know, at Sabretooth, I like, I make it a point to get to practice and stuff. So fingers crossed that keeps going. But it's, Which it, band do you play the most with? Uh, other than you and Stephanie solo. Yeah. I mean, duo. it's, it, I, I, you know, it, uh, it, it, it oscillates, you know, yeah. um, Arcane's been um, on the in hibernation, you know, for all the various reasons and travel and stuff. Swoon has been going hard, you and know. The baby happened, and, right? And, and shit slows down. Yeah, and then Dude, after it's gotta the, be fucking tough because they gotta get a babysitter. You guys, you guys front the bill on the babysitter. Yeah, well, <laughs> Kristen's been um, awesome with that, you know. Um, so we, we, yeah, and a lot of our friends just kind of build it in. Yeah. And with Swoon, uh, we can. Uh, we can get together a lot without Stephanie. Yeah. So like when she, even when, you know, when she was on maternity leave or even now, like we can get together. Sometimes it's even more productive, you know, to yeah. just have the, the, we call those rhythm section rehearsals. Yeah. Even yeah. Though, uh, it's awesome. It's always awesome to have Emily and she's playing guitar a lot more now. Yeah. So we like to have her around to like really lock in with us. Because yeah. like Emily is a fairly new, uh, instrumentalist. She's been playing guitar for, you know, a little while by mm -hmm. herself, but, it's very rare that she's played in an ensemble. Yeah. And Alante and Tom and I have just been fucking playing in groups for 15, 16 years yeah. each now. So it's like we're, it, we like to have her there because then she can kind of start to get get those minutes and get those hours yeah. in where you just, that's really all it takes is just getting the hours in. Yeah. And it's great. I, I yeah. never, I, I, whenever she plays guitar, it sounds great. I never, Dude, she is a very, like I've taught a lot of people guitar in my life and I'm not trying to sound like a fucking dick saying <laughs> that, but I've like, that's my side gig. Yeah. Teaching guitar lessons and other lessons. And, and she's one of the most natural guitar players I've taught. It's just a matter of like drilling it and getting yeah, like yeah. doing it over and over and over because sometimes when things come to you naturally, it's easy to not want to drill them a thousand times. Yeah, you know? and yeah. it's like that's where you get like the fucking LeBron James of guitar, like yeah. where talent meets yeah. fucking drilling it a thousand oh, times. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. it's like because I was very much that way as a guitar player too. Like I was very, I picked it up very quick, and uh, I didn't really fine-tune anything yeah. everything was rough around the edges like i was like oh i can play a vibrato like really sounds really good so yeah. then i would just focus on how cool my vibrato sounded and not how quickly i'm playing yeah, and yeah. So, you know my speed is bullshit mm -hmm. but i have this one really cool trick that i can pull out of my sleeve every once in a while yeah yeah and it's I know, like exactly. you have to be objective in your in your playing like objectively what am i bad at yeah, like that's what I try to think when I practice guitar. I'm like, objectively, what am I bad at? Yeah, yeah, and then and, you want to like attack that. Yes. Yeah, and it's like, why am I practicing what I'm good at? Why am I practicing the same riffs that I already play? Why am I like playing the same chords I already know? Yeah, yeah. Like you know, it's sometimes when you pick up the guitar, like I guarantee you've seen this before. Any musician you see picks up their instrument for a sound check, uh -huh. and they play that one That's riff they always yep. fucking play. They're yep. like, like Tom. Yep. I love Tom to death. He always plays the Space Monkey Gangsta dump, or no, what is it? It's uh, oh damn it! It's an old school Space Monkey Gangsta song. Um, I'm like hearing all the bass lines in my oh head. Oh my god! I, 
I think it's left-handed. Yeah, but I, I, could have, be wrong. I have my uh, I have my go-tos as well, and that and that applies to like with strumming patterns and things too. Like yeah. I've I've noticed that one one. Th- so I grew up like in the bands in the early days. Like I always had the most amazing lead guitarist. You know, and so I didn't have to worry about that. And then, like, I had a uh, wheeler on keys, and that guy is a genius. And so I never had to worry about chord voicings or any of that stuff. Yeah. So it was like they did all the dirty work, and I just had to play the power chords and the rhythm in the back. And you the know? cowboy chords. You know, sure. yeah. And then when I, so me, you know, Steph and I would do the, um, the duo gigs a lot and like she is you know obviously incredible and like i could just i could just play you know whatever i said we, we we did a gig at uh milo's years and years and years ago and this lady uh this lady that was uh inebriated uh extremely drunk and lady. probably on meth <laughs> hey drunk lady. um yeah yeah she was tweaking out she was rocking out really hard and she comes up to <laughs> steph on, on her break and she's like Oh my God! You have the voice of an angel. Like, nah, nah, nah. You're amazing. Thank you, thank you. And she looks at me and she's like, "You wouldn't be shit without her." No. And I was like, oh. "I was like, I know, but damn." <laughs> you know? So damn, she came it, in so hot, right? And but so at the time though, I mean, I get like I again, I was I was just happy to be there. I mean, like this girl's insane, and I'm just I'm just backing over the guitar. No big deal, you know. But then fast forward all these years, and and uh, we've obviously developed right like i've had to cut i've had to can step I, up my game to get on that level you know can i interject real quick yeah. like m- rebuttal to drunk meth lady like the vocal like vocal talent is a universal language right because we all have a voice and we all know what it takes to try to sing yeah so we sing in the shower we sing in our car so i'm sitting here like Holy shit! This chick can sing, and I know that because I try to sing and yeah. I suck. Like that's what <laughs> yeah, this yeah, yeah. methy chick is doing. <laughs> she sees you, and she's like, "That's interchangeable with any guitar player." Yeah, well, like, whatever. She doesn't appreciate. Yeah, what it takes to provide the harmony, the the harmony for her to sing too, yeah, and well, the and the and the the way that you guys meld together. Yeah. And like she doesn't appreciate that because it's beyond her vocabulary. Yeah. It's something she can't even comprehend <laughs> because she's never played guitar. She's, she's never tried to like accompany somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, to, to her so credit, like, fuck you lady. Yeah, That's what I said. <laughs> to her credit, I was half the musician then that I was now. And, you know, so like, like Steph and I brought on Bobby and, and so it would be, you know, Bobby and I on acoustics and then, and she'd be singing and he, you know, Bobby is Bobby does Bobby shit, I mean, but he's amazing. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, really and good. so we got into the habit of that. And then when he stopped playing with us or when he couldn't make a gig, it was just Steph and I again. And then I felt like naked, you know, yeah. I'm like, damn. And, uh, nowadays though, like I've gotten past that now her and I like, now, I'm more likely to have somebody come up to me now when her and I are playing together and compliment my playing relative to her singing like oh man you're amazing and like oh man you make her even better you know and i'm like that's that's dude you're an that's incredible it, you're you know? an incredible glue guy because you understand dynamics so well you understand like when a, sh- a song should swell you understand when a song should pick up energy uh you understand like when other people are playing like they're crazy keyboard shit or their crazy lead shit and you're holding down the rhythm wow. and you're making sure you're locking in with the drums or with her <laughs> you're you are providing the percussion yeah. and it's like that is an underappreciated talent to be that glue guy who is just like the perfect fucking guy that was something that was that i had to learn 
partially because of the amount of time I played with Steph as the only instrument is when you're playing with a full band and you go, oh, I can stop playing right now and let it's the best everybody, you know it's the fucking best yeah dude. i forget i was talking to somebody about it and i was like you know you get when with certain bands or like certain you know when the material's new or whatever like you can't stop playing because the bottom might fall out you know what i mean like dude, that, he, uh, dude I, you are you have no idea how much i'm feeling this right, right now like yeah. i used to think i just had to right to something everything. yeah and then alante and tom came along mm -hmm. and like when we were only playing like two shows a year, maybe like I still felt like I really had to establish the rhythm. And if yep. I didn't, then it would be like, yeah, what's happening. Yeah. But now they just own the rhythm section. So yeah. I can just sit it's there. It's so liberating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, like for all the amazingness that Swoon is these days, you know, for the past two years, we have been training drummers, you know, I mean, we, we had Brandon come in and we did like a, you know, a year and a half or whatever. And a lot of that time was getting him up to speed and, and not, not just him, but getting us up to speed and playing with him, you know, and then with Ray, same thing, new drummer. And so I'm spending all this time trying to show them tempos and, you know, like just really drilling in, playing a lot. And then and finally you get to that point where you know, like, I'm just going to stop and listen and like, totally. got it, you know, and yeah. then oh, that's, that's the, that's the, it best. Is the best feeling to be able to lay out. And like, yeah. for me, it's also being able to do a lot more lead stuff because yeah. I, like before Emily was really playing guitar a lot, we had to, I had to be the rhythm guitar player and the lead guitar player. Yeah. And now I can kind of just play riffs or like, you know, play That's halfway great. up the fretboard yeah. instead of just sitting there chunking away. Yeah. But really, Tom and Alante fill up so much space. Dude, that's like group. the Tom and Alante. That's like, dude, what a, what a, a baller rhythm, rhythm, dude, rhythm section. Rhythm section man. Those guys. It's awesome. And yeah. to see how far they've come together. <laughs> yeah. Because, dude, the funniest shit. I don't know if this has been told on this podcast before, but it's so funny. Like, we met Alante through um, our old guitar player, Nick. And Tom was in the band before Alante was in the band. It mm. was like Nick Davila, Nick Montez, um, ah, Tom Davis was not, sorry, Tom, it was Nick Montez was the first one to come in. It was me, Emily, Tom Davis, and Nick. And uh, that, guy, that guy's good. Yeah, he's really fucking good. <laughs> yeah. and, and Nick was like, hey, we were looking for a drummer. And, and Nick was like, I have this drummer, uh, Alante, but. I'm not sure if he's going to get along with Tom. And I'm not sure why he thought that, but for whatever reason, he had it in his head that he wasn't going to get along with Tom. That's funny. So we ended up fucking... This wasn't the reason why we <laughs> broke up with Tom the first time, but we he had like a bunch of bands he was playing, and he was playing in the unoriginal mm -hmm. Space Monkey. And we are just like, look, you're, you're in a million bands. Like, let's just, let's just mutually part. Anyway... We have this other lineup with like this different bass player and Alante. Everyone quits at the same time. And Emily and I are just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, we're back to Jimmy. And I go to Alante. I, I go with him hat in hand. I'm like, do you still want to be in the band? And he's just like, yeah, no shit, dude. Uh -huh. like, and I'm like, well, I think we have a bass player because Emily's uh, boyfriend, Tom, plays bass. So he'll probably want to play with us again. And he's like, cool. They end up meeting. And fucking love each yeah. other. <laughs> like, immediately love each other. And for some reason, this whole time, we thought that they just were not going to yeah. go along for whatever reason. And then, f seeing from when they've met 
to where they are now and the way that they've melded together and the way that they can talk to each other and communicate and practice and be like, hey, there's, you know, this end of four where I'm I'm hitting this, you know, low low G and I'm not feeling connection with you. Like, just to hear the way they speak yeah. to each other, it's like, oh, I can just nice. sit there and be like, I'm not even playing right now. <laughs> yeah. It's an awesome, it's an awesome thing. And, like, recording the record, obviously, like, tightened it. Oh, yeah. Too. yeah. Oh, man, that record, I say it all the time, that record is so good. It's just so good. Yeah, dude, that, you, you're just, it cracks me up. So when, when Gary joined... Uh, when Gary before Gary joined uh, Flyhead, um, so he replaced the original lead guitar player and uh, our drummer Brendan. You know, we were like looking for another uh, guitar player, and I was like, I kind of want to ask Gary, but I think that him and Brendan won't get along. <laughs> I was like, I don't think they'll get along, and so we really hesitated to ask him. You yeah. know, and uh, and then un like completely unrelated. I don't even know if I'd even talk to Brendan about it. And then he's like, yeah, so I ran into Gary at EJ Fair and asked him if he wanted to audition for the band. And so it was like his idea to bring him in, yeah. even though we thought that they weren't going to get along. And, uh, and it worked out all right. Yeah. I mean, dude. the band broke up, and <laughs> but, but it worked Bands out all right. Bands always break up, dude. Yeah. So the run you have in the band, I mean, uh, Led Zeppelin fucking broke up. Like, yeah. Well, kind of. I mean, John yeah, yeah. died. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? But no, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, these days, I, you know, like, like with, like, you know, um, you know, like the Mama Foxy question and, and anything else. Like I was thinking about it coming in to do this podcast and thinking it was, you know, I was thinking back on the early days with, with Flyhead and stuff. And like what I learned from that band was when we lost our first drummer, um, you know, when we lost him, when we, when we fucking when fired died. that when asshole. No, you know, <laughs> uh, no, I love him. But you know, when, when we parted ways, I was like, it's never going to be the same because he, he, you know, he's irreplaceable. And then he no wasn't, buddies. you know, That's yeah. The and then, but no then when, when Steve, our original guitar player, like he, it was amazing. Okay. Now, uh, when he, also he's the guy that does the same lick in sound check, you know, but when he left, when he left, I was like, well, that's, that is irreplaceable because he wrote so many of the riffs and everything, you know, but then the Gary came in and, fire. you know, yeah. And, and I, and I, and I realized I was like, oh, like nobody, nobody is irreplaceable you know and then like when that band broke up it was like gary left and i, I was just like i was exhausted and i was like i just i just can't like we just let it go you know and then it, it became arcane right so like in some degree that band never ended and i had this realization that it's like you can you can and not to be pretentious about it or anything but like you can go on an indefinite hiatus you know what I mean? You can like stop playing, like because these bands, like the you know, the, the, like we're all trying to make it, or all trying to like make these records, or like do something bigger, and then eventually, like it just like flames out, or or people give up, and and I'm like, the, an you can, yeah, but like you can stop playing and walk away, and then come back later. You know what I mean? And you, and you don't even have to like, even if you say like, we're never going to play together. Fuck these guys. Hey, three years later, you find yourself booking a reunion show. You know I mean? Yeah. I have, I've had musicians that I was like, I will never play with that person again. And then th 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 three years later, I was playing in a band with them again, you know? And so if you just, reunion shows. yeah. Oh man. I had some good ones. <laughs> Dude. If I if I booked an Azrael re reunion show, like three people would show up. <laughs> I, I was talking to Brendan outside of Vinny's at one of the recent oh times God. we were hanging. And I was like, I texted all the old Flyhead guys at like three in the morning. And I was like, 2020 reunion show. Like, don't be a bitch. Bam. And just hit send at like 3 a.m. to all these people. Is, you know, they're like my Wheeler has like four kids and lives in Riverside. and going to wake up to that text. Like, Did he respond? <laughs> 
oh yeah he's down <laughs> you know? yeah That's yeah awesome, but uh yeah man like you know there's 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 no point to me in i remember at the end of flyhead we were uh we were basically we tried to make this album and we spent two years on it and it killed us you know and and people were kind of checked out and just hey there were it was like like people didn't quit because we'd been doing it for so long and they didn't want to be the one to walk out on it you know yeah. it's like it's like staying in a bad relationship after yeah. it supposed to be over people but don't understand yeah. how much being in a band is like being in a relationship oh, it, whether it's good or bad yeah or oh yeah 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 the parallels are, are endless but so i remember one of our like we were practicing for our finale show because at least we got along enough to book a farewell show, show yeah. which was sick we did it at vinnie's we played three sets with a rotating cast of every um, alumni member. Dude, that's awesome. It was so dope, but we were like at each other's throats at practice, like trying to get ready for the f farewell show. And I was like, in 10 years, say, in 10 years, we would move mountains to like get three hours with each other. You know, I'm just picturing like everybody's in town 10 years from now. Let's get a studio yeah. and just jam out like the old days. You know what I mean? I'm like, we would literally like kill for that in 10 years. And right now we can't even fucking enjoy this. What is the, <laughs> what is the main like catalyst for this, these arguments and these fights? Like what? Uh, it doesn't make sense to me because like me, Tom and Emily and I mean, it can be anything. Like, mm -hmm. We're basically family. So yeah, we got a dumbass argument last night about some dumb shit. And it's like, it's never really music related. It's always like just some other dumb shit that bounced off the wall. And I, I think reason, even when it is music related, a lot of times it's just it's actually about some other dumb shit. <laughs> you but like you're saying, like you guys were at each other uh, at each other's throats and practice. Like, what is it that it was? Why why are they so mad? That's what I'm know, trying to get into, dude, man. Dude, I yelled. I yelled at Brandon. Oh man, you know I don't see. <laughs> this is like when the asshole comes out. I um let me see I cannot tell this story uh the uh, I have to censor you can this tell, you can tell me tell me off no no I want to tell it on air I just it involves I, okay so we were working on a song and I was trying to get him to listen and he wasn't getting this part and I'm like just listen and then it was like just try it and it's like it's you know we're doing it eight times just try it. and he like wasn't listening and it was just kept going and then I looked at him and I just I shushed him. Oh yeah, and it's uh, pretty disrespectful. I know <laughs> the shush is not, no one ever takes a shush well. Yeah, so <laughs> dude, okay, so like you know, I work with special needs uh, people. Um, that's my career, and and one of the sites that I worked at, you know, I I my first rule that I went in there to run this program was no shushing. Because the employees would come in and then like the clients would get there and they'd be like, hey, good morning. It's good to see you. Like enthusiastic because, yeah. you know, that of joy of life. And then the staff would be like, shh, inside voices. And I'm like, no, that my first rule is no shushing. You know, like yeah. you can, you can, if you want somebody to talk quietly, then just like talk quietly and like, <laughs> let's treat each other with respect. You know, dude, that happens on this podcast all the time. <laughs> like someone will be real slow and like California with the way they, they yeah. speak. And I... I mean, I'm California through and through, so I get real lazy. Yeah. And then yeah. I've had guys like Schmitty who's just like, da, 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 da. and then next thing you know, I'm like, da, 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 da. yeah, yeah, like, it's, it's a thing, you know? But yeah, I, God, that band, I think, I think, well, I think a lot of the fights in that band too were because, so we all were, we all wanted it. And like that band, dude, we, we got, we played at the shoreline. Like we opened for Sammy Hagar at the shoreline. We want to, we want a contest. Dude. You know, we won a contest on the on the radio, and then we were supposed to play. We were supposed to play like. Do we on know. The, we know Sammy Hagar's son, Drew. That was the dude we were talking about in the last podcast. Oh, okay, Drew yeah, Hagar, he's yeah. A fucking, 
awesome guy. Yeah, yeah. Awesome How could guy. you not be? You know, one of the. Well, I mean, you could totally be a douchebag for sure. That's if you're, true. If you're too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he was the nicest guy. Yeah, yeah. Like one of our favorite people we met last year. Just yeah. a nice fucking dude. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So, Did so you meet Sammy or no, no. He, he, he. Uh, I mean, I saw him in passing. I watched. We. He had a tiki bar on stage. That this dude was making blue margaritas, and so he had uh, there was bleachers for the like the Sammy Hagar fan club. They had bleachers on the stage, so they got to sit from and watch the the band from behind. And then uh, me and I think Jeremy, the old singer in Vlad, we stood on the stage at the tiki bar, drinking margaritas, watching them play. It was fucking crazy. Dude, that's awesome. But um, but yeah, so we you know we like real quick we started that band, and then real quick we got a relationship with the radio station with 1077, and then we were playing all these like radio station sponsored shows at dope venues and then we won this contest to play like at on the side stage like you know that over at the shoreline yeah and then like a week before we got a call um from uh, joe rock was the uh, dj at the time and and he called us and was like you guys want to play on the main stage and we're like yeah like absolutely not <laughs> you know no thank yeah <laughs> so so that happened right and like we we and it's funny because this is like right before like real this was i think it was 2008 it was like bone bone bash whatever 2008 and th- so like the only evidence that this even happened is like i have like a like a grainy picture of the jumbotron with steve on it our guitar player because this was like nobody had the you know their iphones and shit yeah. on you like if it's that happened now YouTube. like if that happened now like yeah. the, the 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 fucking party that we would take down there you know and, but um at the time we did it and it was like we were in the dress we had our own dressing room and we were like backstage i was like there's the scorpions like what you know yeah. we're like and and we were all like this like this band could be something you know totally. so like we were talking earlier where everybody thinks they're the shit we're like we're like we're the shit we're the shit <laughs> you know i mean like th- th- like all here it is and yeah. and then i think that we parted ways with our drummer like 2 months after that you know, uh, for various reasons, but it was like that momentum. You were came. saying he was being a dickhead. No, no, that that was Brendan, who who I love. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait to tell him to listen to it. No, he, uh, you know, he uh, with great talent often comes, uh, you know, challenges. Great responsibility. Yeah, yeah, to you not know, be an asshole. Yeah, or to like, make, you know, not um, that's, that's, just just to make responsible lifestyle choices so that uh, you can be counted on to be consistent. You know, that's my uh, not counted on to be consistent but one of my i've tried to be very diplomatic <laughs> one of my part one of my triggers so to speak where i get frustrated is two things two things actually one is i i feel like i pick things up pretty quickly musically so if someone's not picking it up i start to get frustrated and mm-hmm. like hey we went over this like five times yeah this is what happens here you know yeah and then i'm like what I'm doing right now by being a dick about this is not going to make, you know, him or her learn faster. Yeah, yeah, it's going to make him <laughs> shut down. Yeah, it's not going to do anything. So I'm trying to be better about that. But, uh. but the other thing was, um, and we actually had a like a fucking you know kumbaya band meeting about it, mm. and we talked about fostering creative energy because some people like I would go, hey. I think this part of the song should be different. We've been doing it this way for a while, but let's try something different here. Like where Emily would be like, I like this better. Alante would be like, maybe, maybe we should do this four times in the end. Yeah. And then there, you know, there would be someone in the band who's like, no, yeah, no, we're not trying it. Like, 
it's done just, by a fucking men. We, all right, <laughs> we've been doing it this way. We're not trying anything. Yeah. Like it's a waste of time. I I took that from doing improv when I was in theater. Yeah. Is like you know you have to you have to like be you have to do affirmation. You have to encourage that, and like that is a huge pet peeve of mine. Just try it. Like just, just try it. Try it. Yeah, exactly. and then and then but the other one I hate and and this Steph and I have had to develop this really in our relationship a lot is we'll be like come up with an idea we're gonna do it this way and then we do it and like not everybody nails it when you know or whatever like, the, like well, that well that sounded stupid <laughs> so done and i'm like well can we do it right first yeah. you know no, like I, dude you and i are speaking <laughs> the same language right now but to everyone's credit in radio keys everyone has adopted this idea where yeah. we're just gonna try try new things yeah and you know and and, and and to be fair too though i like so you know we we come some you know the, the the degree of completion that an idea has when it's brought to the table varies and sometimes it's like i have this song or this idea and like this is how i feel about it and i'm open to collaboration but then like i'll get the and i used to tease scott from swoon about this because i felt like scott would no matter what He'd have like if if it was feature complete, he would just like have to make one suggestion, you know. And the other side and, of the coin. and sometimes I'd be like, like I'm willing to change anything in this song except for this one thing. I wouldn't say yeah. that, but in my head, I'm like, but the, like the song, we can do whatever. I was like, but this bridge, man, this is really it. And then he'd be like, yeah, so I really like it, but like maybe can we just change the bridge fundamentally so that it's something entirely different? Dude, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, that's the thing though. It's like. You have to also come from a place of understanding where you're like, for whatever reason, this bridge is not resonating with Scott. Yeah, yeah. Like, why is this bridge not resonating? Yeah. It resonates with me, and uh-huh. I think for sure it has to be this way, but why is it not resonating yeah. with someone else? Because that's an objective, you know, um, review of what you're putting forth. It's yeah. like, if I showed someone a song, I was like, this is my song. And they're like, I love it all, but the bridge, I'm like, not nah, the bridge has got to stay though. Yeah. I know. And it's That's- like, but they're like, but I like the whole thing with the bridge. Yeah. And, and I'm like, like, well, you're stupid and wrong. Well, you're- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so there's like a, a certain amount of give and take as the creative, yeah. uh, pusher. You're, yeah. you're the one who came up with the idea. So you have it implanted in your brain that this is the way the song is. It's like, yeah. if you heard sweet child of mine, and it didn't, you know, have that intro. You're like, no, the intro is the it's, intro. It's, yeah, to like, mind. but that's God, like, yeah. that's like your original song, <laughs> but only in your head, no one else's head. Yeah, so. yeah. And and to uh, to be uh, to his credit, too, Scott is a brilliant musician. And so for any time that we've had that like uh, uh, friction. There's been many times where I later am going, man, I'm glad you really, I'm really glad you made that suggestion because you know what? It's better. <laughs> like yeah. you made it better. You sometimes, know? sometimes you need that. And like Tom's always that guy in our band where he'll be like, yeah, that's just not working for me. Like he'll, he's always honest where he's like, it's just not working. I think we need to try something different. And sometimes like all three of us will be like, Tommy, th- we think it sounds good. <laughs> And we, you gotta trust us. But then there's sometimes where I will be all like in the, our fourth track on the record, "Don't Come Back Home." Like it was very similar the whole song. It never really changed. And he was very adamant every time we tried to write it. He's like, "It just never changes. Mm-hmm. It changes slightly, but it never really changes." And to his credit, that's why we wrote the halftime feel in the beginning and yeah. the end to make it go from halftime to yeah, yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Uh, that, yeah, and then. 
it all came together because yeah. he was adamant that it wasn't ready, you know? And <laughs> the takeaway from the last 10 minutes of our conversation is like, sometimes you have to be really stubborn, but you always need to be flexible <laughs> and you need to really encourage people, but you need to <laughs> gotta be objective, but also subjective mostly while being completely objective. Like, That's the secret to yeah. making good music. You anyway, heard it dude, here. We've been going for fucking an hour, 40 minutes. Uh, uh, yeah. Is there anything you want to plug or anything you want to talk about? Uh, no. Yeah. I'm uh, 2020 man. Uh, I'm looking forward to all the shows we're going to do together. Um, hopefully we'll we have definitely got to play some more shows. together. Yeah. We, the last time we played was, I think at a uh, neck of the woods. N- no, no, we just, we did the wait. Oh, w- Oh, I'm was the about record? Swoon, sorry. Was Swoon I was forget. I'm like, well, the yeah, the record release was with Sabretooth. Oh, that, yeah. that Neck of the Woods show was uh, Ray, our drummer's yeah. first show with the band. I remember that, actually. And this is, this is great. So he, we, this, it was, it was a fucked up situation. We kind of knew things weren't working with Brandon, right? But we were trying for a long time. I was, we were all really trying to work it out. And we were like, we have these shows coming up. And then it was like, if like if he if we like broke up if we said it wasn't working out like would he just bail and 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 i'm like no he wouldn't you know he wouldn't bail like we're family like he would play those shows out but also let's let's try this other dude out just so that we can have a seamless transition too oh, yeah, you know what i mean side piece. you know yeah so we were like let's <laughs> but let's get prepared because we just spent a year training this guy we don't want to then st- uh, you know slow the momentum again you know, so anyway, we, we met a couple times in practice with the other guy and then Scotty's out at the torch club at a show and we like, oh, and this is, we kind of fuck Steph gave it away. Like we scheduled a band meeting, <laughs> you know, we scheduled a band meeting. And so then, uh, our <laughs> Ben drummer, he walks up to Scotty and he's like, so you guys kicking me out or what? <laughs> Scotty wow. just was like. Uh, you know, so then Scotty seems like such a nice dude. Like, uh, listen, well, I'm not Scotty. To so out, me, 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 and Scotty really lobbied for for this dude. We we really pulled for him. And Scotty, <laughs> Scotty was the last. Scotty was like really, really pushed to work it out. Yeah. So for him to then be the one that had to do it. It had to have that FaceTime. Well, then you knew it was it. <laughs> yeah. So, so why was he the one who had to? Because he, because he called him out, and Scotty could. He had no. He was just. He was like, ah. Uh. So then we did get he, a text. Did he tell him straight? What was uh, yeah, yeah. You know. So we get a text because he's. Hey, he may be many things, but he is not a liar. So yeah. we get a text from from dude that's like, uh, guys, sorry, but like I have to leave the band. Like it's been great. I can't play the shows. So we were like, fuck, because <laughs> we had the show at the neck of the woods with you guys in like two yeah. days. And we were like, and then like I said, it was self fulfilling prophecy, right? Because we 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 prepped the other guy just in case, and then he, that was why he left because he's like, you guys have been, you guys stabbing in the back, you it know, all that tough. drama. It is tough to have a side piece so, yeah, drummer. So you know? so then so I, I'm like, we need to make sure that Ray's available for the show on Saturday, you know. So Scotty texts Ray and he's like, are you free on Saturday? And Ray's like, yeah. And we're like, boom, dude, done. that was a fun show. So but get this, so so I text Ray that that next day or whatever and i'm like yeah so we're getting to the venue at five and we're supposed to provide backlines so do you think you could bring your kit and da, 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 da. And he's like what are you talking about and i'm like the show tonight he's like i thought it was practice <laughs> so he didn't know he was playing that show with us until like that morning and he yeah. was panicking and fucking did such a great did, job he did a great job know? yeah yeah, that was a fun, fun show, man. That show was super fun. Yeah. I had a blast. Yeah, a bunch of my old Ultimate Frisbee teammates show up. <laughs> I thought, randomly, like I thought you were 
no, I knew you weren't joking, but when at the last episode when you were talking about like how you were the you weren't the musician then you were the the frisbee guy, Dude. I was like, that's a funny joke, and I'm like, no, wait, dead <laughs> serious, <laughs> Joey. Yeah, I was neck deep into <laughs> ultimate frisbee to the point where I was that was my thing. Like I was. You know, you're like I could, I, I could make it. I was <laughs> like, I could go pro with this. But then there's no, there's no making it. There's like five dudes that made it. Dude, there are some frisbee. dudes. Like I, I mean, like I've, dude, this turned into the ultimate frisbee podcast. But like, <laughs> I, t- like, there are some dudes that I would play against because the national champions came out of San Francisco, like seven out of the last ten years. So we would play them in like section or not sectionals, but like regional tournaments. Oh, so you were, you were, and I would play against them and get fucking stomped (laughs) by these dudes. And like, then that's when you really realize you're like, oh, I'm just going to be this middling shit because it's very, it's very much objective with sports. Like with music, it's not subjective. Like in sports, you're the fastest, best thrower, like whatever it is. Like, you're the best football player. You're the best fucking running back in the league. And it's clear because you are the best running back oh, in the yeah, league. Yeah, yeah. With musicians, it's not the same shit no, no, at yeah, all. There's yeah. a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of subjectivity. Which where is like, great. I just like <laughs> his voice better. Yeah. So I was sitting here, like, in this bullshit team. Like, we're ranked, like, 60th in the nation. You know, just, like, good but not great. Mm-hmm. And I'm good, but I'm not special. <laughs> like, and I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> like, I'm 31 playing ultimate frisbee oh this is like yesterday <laughs> dude dead serious when i lived in santa barbara that's what i did yeah. i didn't have a band because it was like my sister was my my songwriting uh-huh. companion so it's like i didn't yeah. try to form a band in santa barbara it was just oh i'm gonna play ultimate frisbee in santa that barbara. That's it. amazing hey you know it, it's good for uh if nothing else you got a lot of good you're in shape you know <laughs> not anymore <laughs> thick your boy's thick yeah all right yeah. so we're gonna wrap this shit up cool, so cool. Uh, dude it was awesome talking yeah, to you it was we, good gotta, time. we gotta hang out i gotta come to the open mic um, yeah yeah so maybe that's what we should plug yeah every uh, monday every monday every monday we do the open mic that's uh that's a lot of fun uh, over at vinnie's and concord yeah we've got um you know we were gonna have some shows from uh swoon and Arcane and Sabretooth is going to put out some records this year. Um, what do you guys, uh, what uh, social media do you guys push? Uh, Facebook and, you know, yeah, the, the Instagram. Facebook. Yeah, the the usuals, yeah. So I, I actually, that's something I'm going to set I'm going to try to set up this year because I, like, I meet people at shows and I'm like, yeah, you should just friend me on Facebook because I'm, you know, like eight different things to market. So yeah. maybe we'll try to get some kind of hub, you know, yeah. so we can push all of each other's shows and, you know. I found that, Instagram is what Radio Keys does mainly. Uh, That's like our main shit, but who knows what the kids are doing these days, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think it's TikTok. I think we're oh, going to start fuck. doing TikToks. I know, you know. I saw some kids who's my age doing TikTok the other day. I'm like, have a little fucking self-respect, <laughs> sir. <laughs> you know, those like 10 second videos. Yeah, look like, out for the Radio Keys uh, TikTok account coming soon. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, 2020 is the year we, uh, no shame, you know. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I'm going to cheers yeah, you. Cheers. On All right. Thanks uh, happy New Year. Out, Thanks for Peace, listening. Brother.
searching for that sweet song. 